Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, www.limitless-estates.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. And if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, now let's get into our show. On today's show, we have Rebecca Moore-Buller here with us. Rebecca, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Super. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, before we head into the interview, here is a little bit about Rebecca. Rebecca is a multifamily real estate syndicator based in Dallas, Texas. Along with her husband, Warren, they accumulated several single-family homes while stationed in the different locations the U.S. Navy sent them. In 2012, they founded their company, Starboard Equity, with the purpose of investing in real estate to become financially independent. Rebecca has over 10 years of investing experience, has led in the acquisition of four multifamily properties, and currently owns over 2,000 multifamily units. So can't wait to dig deeper into your journey, Rebecca. So can you take from here and tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Yes. Well, you basically summed it up that I am a multifamily syndicator. We started out in California, basically, when Warren was stationed in San Diego, and we began syndicating in Dallas, Texas. And so we have been GPs, so general partners, very active, as well as passive investors in multifamily. And from there, we've been able to either wind down our jobs or Warren was also able to retire to be full-time in multifamily. Perfect. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Really excited to have you here. Let's start with how you got started with multifamily. So a lot of people get started in single-family homes, just like myself. You guys got started in in single-family homes. What led you to get into multifamily? Well, that's a great question, Kyle. So as we said in the beginning... Warren and I, we started to accumulate houses where he was stationed. And so as we were creeping up on the time of retirement for Warren in the military, we said, gosh, we're going to have to put these houses all under one roof because they had some in Virginia, one in Corpus Christi, Texas. So that's pretty far away. So we were already kind of used to having property management in different states. And so we were thinking, well, is this going to be our retirement home or are we going to buy duplexes or, you know, what are we going to do with all of these houses that we have spread out across the United States? And so we started looking for people who could teach us how to buy And again, we were thinking small, a duplex, a sixplex, a something or other. And so we went to an REI expo and we listened to multiple people and we found this person who we thought, "Mm, he seems really genuine. So we then decided the very next weekend after meeting him, we flew out to Dallas, learned about his educational system and decided to go with this program. And from there... That's when I started 
flying from California to Texas back and forth to learn how to syndicate multifamily. So we ended up going big. Instead of just learning about duplex purchasing, we went big time to 100 and above. So that's how we got started. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, did you get started first as a limited partner or uh, you just went straight into it as a general partner? No, limited partner. So I went passive first. I wanted to figure out how does this work? I had no idea. So by starting as a passive limited partner, by giving my money to a syndicator, that way I was able to see what they did learn about the purchasing process, get the financials each month so that I could read, find out what's a T12, aka the profit and loss, to be able to see the income and expenses and to learn the lingo even of what is CapEx, (laughs) stuff I had no idea what it was. So that was a really great way for me to get my feet wet. How many limited partner investments would you say? And I, you don't have to do the exact number, but it, would you say you invested in before you were an active general partner? I did four, if I remember correctly. It might have been more. But luckily, because Warren and I had the single family homes, we started to liquidate those so we could purchase more multifamily. And what was great is that we started in 2014. And at that time, Texas was red hot. And so we were just blessed in the fact that the ones that we were passive in, they sort of flipped over within two to three years and we got our money back and we could reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. So we were very pleased about the timing as well. You couldn't gotten much better timing there for sure. If you're investing anywhere from 2012 to 2016, what a fantastic time to get started in multifamily. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, so of the 2000 units that you have, how many properties is that? And how do you manage all of them at one time? What's great is that I don't have to manage them all at one time because I am an LP in a number of those. So I'm a GP in 500 of those doors. So the rest are all LP. So somebody else gets to do all that. With being a GP... The 500 doors are across four properties because, again, we like to go 100 and above in our buildings. And so that way, we can use third-party property management to oversee the properties for us. So we essentially manage the management company. We talk to the regional manager. We might talk to our leasing manager, and that's how we oversee the property to make sure everything is running smoothly by having weekly calls with those folks and they tell us how things are going. And if we have to intercede, then we do, but we manage the management company per se. Have you had to add any additional staff on your team going from two, three, or four properties? What we've seen is once we hit that third property, there's a lot of work to do, right? You have your weekly calls, you've got to visit the property, you got to make sure your value add business plan is going to plan, you need to communicate with investors. Has there been any type of a time crunch or a need to add any staff now that you have four properties? Yes and no. So on the yes side, on our third property, we partnered with some folks who really wanted to dig into asset management. And they already had a lot of good business background, as well as commercial development 
So our friend Eduardo, he has already been a real estate developer. So he already knows how to do quite a bit of what we are doing in commercial real estate and in management. So he chose to take over most of the asset management. So we don't have to be there 100% of the time, but we are there for the meetings with the management company. But our other side of the GPs, they do a lot of the work. On our Houston deals, we did hire an asset manager. So yes, on that fourth deal, we hired an asset manager with our other GP folks. And so yes, now we are scaling up. Yep, absolutely. That's what we're seeing as well. So tell us how it's been for you with your transition from limited partner to general partner. Was that originally the plan to become a general partner or just stay on the limited side? And then what what has that transition been like? Oh, great. Yes. You know, I envisioned this all as I'm going to just pad my retirement. Again, I was living out in California. Most of, you know, all my friends and the mentor was all here in Dallas. I thought, oh yeah, you know, problem. We'll let all these people do it. But the bug got me, you know, (laughs) I wanted to, I wanted to be able to tunnel my energy into this profession because this is something that was so enjoyable. The people are enjoyable. My investors are enjoyable. I wanted to be able to give back in so many ways to the tenants. It's something that you can make your property better when it's a value add. So I'm very passionate about apartments. So I couldn't help but want to become a GP. So that transition has been a lot of fun, but it's also a little bit scary too, because you're taking on a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the transitions, the differences between limited partner and general partner? I mean, some are very obvious, but what are the additional responsibilities? Well, first of all, you really have to learn how to underwrite. As an LP, as a passive, you have to know the numbers pretty well. But when you are a GP, you have to be able to look at that building and underwrite and see, can my business plan and this building really work? Like when you're on that tour to look at that building, can I really implement the business plan that is going to get me the returns that I'm seeking out in order for my investors' money as well as my own money to not be at risk. That's huge. Putting my group, my team together, how am I going to get, let's say, even the upfront funds? If you're looking at a $30 million building, I don't have $30 million of my own yet, But now I got to get the team and I've got to get all the people together, all the funding together. I mean, all those responsibilities up front, all the liquidity together, all the things that are passive, they don't have to worry about, Mm -hmm. which is a great part of being a passive as well, right? Getting all the hard money. So those are just a few things to start. Awesome. So do you mainly only invest in Texas or are you invested in other markets as well? Yes, I am. My very first passive investment was in Colorado. I currently have one in Ohio. I had a few in Oklahoma and Alabama. What led you to invest in those markets? Was it the deal itself, the market itself, or maybe the operator? I would say first and foremost, it was the operator because someone that you know, like, and trust. Knowing those people that I'm invested with, I 
have to believe that they understand the market better than I do. I trust these people. I've invested with them before in markets that I do know, and they have given the returns that they said they were going to give. That's very important to me. I like diversification. These markets, as far as let's say like Ohio is growing, Alabama is growing. So it's nice to have that diversification. And Colorado, my family is there too. So it's nice to visit. What about from the general partnership side? Are you only invested in Texas? Yes, right now I am. This is the market that I know well. This is the one that I have been basically studying for years. So I feel very comfortable about investing my investors' money as well as my own here. Would I be open to more? Yes, but I feel most comfortable here right now. Awesome. So you have a doctorate in clinical psychology, I believe. So do you think this background has helped you when it comes to real estate investing? And if so, how has it helped you? Well, it certainly doesn't look like that on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's a social science. It doesn't help me much with finance. It doesn't help me much with uh, building materials or understanding, say, geography. But it does obviously help with people and relationships. Definitely, I can build a rapport rather well and quickly. And also, when it comes to just, again, investor relations, people working with the brokers in general, it definitely does help. And hopefully, you know, it gives me some people skills as well. But really, what's fun, you know, when I think about going in deep, you know, kind of the shrink stuff. It's like, no, no, not at all. But then I think, Rebecca, keep it simple. And so people will tell you exactly who they are if you'll just listen Mm. and believe them. Because a lot of times we walk away from people and we say, well, that was weird. And then we kind of schluff it off and and you don't think about it again. Think about it. (laughs) Because if it was kind of weird... Those people are telling you exactly who they are. Just believe them. So right there on the surface, the easy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people that you can relate your previous experiences, careers to real estate. A lot of people that want to make the jump have a hard time getting started because they don't think they have the experience. But I certainly think that just living life and, and all the experiences that you had so far, you can always apply those things that you've learned into real estate investing. Mm-hmm. So what did real estate investing provide you with that the career in psychology could not? It allows me to be a little bit more interactive with people because in the private practice, of course, we're listening and not influencing at all. But in the real estate world, especially with my investors and with my fellow syndicators, I can be a lot more free you know, to be me. And that is really nice, as well as to be able to constantly be underwriting, which I actually really love, and to be out and about rather than in an office all day long. Those are great pieces that really do a lot. Mm -hmm. All right, Lolita's going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? Yes, I Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. 
We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. All right, Rebecca, what is the one tool you use in real estate investing that you could not do without? That would be my property analyzer. It's that sheet that <laughs> that tells me the numbers and that I can fiddle around with that really helps me to understand where the numbers are going to go and how I can get my investors the returns that they're hoping to get. Can you tell us a story about maybe one of your biggest mistakes in real estate investing so far and the main takeaway for our listeners? Yes. I'll tell you that my biggest mistake has been not necessarily understanding the gravity of real estate investing itself, actually, and not telling enough people about it. So what I mean by that for me is I did not share necessarily with my friends and family, not only about what we did in 2014 as an LP, but even now as a GP, I mean, I just started telling friends and family. And I just think that was so wrong, Rebecca, because of the returns that the property that I have for sale now is phenomenal. I'm so pleased and yet so sad that I didn't tell everybody the tax implications that it has had for me as a former California resident getting returns unheard of. It makes me sad that I didn't tell more people of how they could benefit from investing in real estate. That's really where I feel like I've done a disservice the most and the biggest mistake. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? I want to continue to grow my network. I have joined a mastermind and I'm really excited. We're going to meet next week and there's over a hundred people there. And so I'm very excited to be able to listen and learn from people who are very, very knowledgeable about this business and who can teach me things. So being able to Go to the next level by learning from some of the best. That is definitely where I need to go, as well as figure out some work-life balance because I tend to get more into work (laughs) than into uh, pleasure, for sure. (laughs) And finally, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, uh, we have our website, which is starboardequity.com. So that's starboard, like the starboard side of a ship starboardequity.com. Okay, perfect. Rebecca, thank you so much for spending time with our listeners today and for being on our show. Thank you guys. This was fun. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too, so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.